Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is Talking About the Big Stuff with Michael Cole and Matthew Cravat. I'm Michael Cole. And I'm Matthew Cravat. I can't tell if the delay is the delay in... in Because that's two weeks in a row that you had like a little delay. And are you fucking with me? Or is it like the lag in the thing? Because it's just enough that it's in that like window yeah. where it could be either one. I mean, I've got a lag before I hear you. And then you've got a lag before you hear me. So it's a double lag. True. Okay. That's fine. Um, so today's, uh, today's topic that I wanted to discuss is kindness. Aww. Yeah. So I uh, uh, there's there's kind it's kind of been a big thing in in my head lately. Um, it, for two kind of big reasons. One is uh, I followed the Oscar race quite a bit. Um, I don't know how much you followed it at all, if if at all. I'm not into sports so much, especially track and field. Yeah. Um, but the the Oscars. Uh, I see you. I... <laughs> <laughs> I get, I get, I focus and I'm like focused on a point and then you, you throw me off and not get it veering. Um, um, so it's that the only Oscar uh, movie that I saw this year um, and I saw it three times cause I love it is everything everywhere all at once. So I'm just happy that it, it won all the, all the, all the things because yes. it's the only one that I knew deserved it. Cause I didn't watch the other ones. Yeah, no, I loved it. I, I absolutely loved it. I saw about half of the best picture nominees um, and I am really glad with pretty much everything across the board as far as that one. Yeah. Um, we should, we but, should have an episode talking about it because nobody agrees with my take on, on the entire film. So okay. we should do an episode on it. We could talk about possibly. Um, but the reason why the Oscars kind of made me think about kindness was, I mean, largely, I think a big part of that, even though family healing is a big theme of that movie in particular, I think kindness is a big theme in that movie. Um, Waymond is is a really kind character the and and like that shows through in a lot of ways and I don't want to spoil the movie. Yeah. I, also I mean think the that, ultimate martial art ends up being kindness. That's what I didn't yeah. want to spoil for anybody. But I mean martial art I mean, Yeah. And if you so, haven't seen the movie already it's too late don't listen to us. True. Anyway, but I the the that part of the theme of it I it seems from the little bit that I've seen of interviews with Jamie Lee Curtis and Michelle Yeoh and um, Ki Hui Kwan. And I know I messed that up, but um, I'm bad at names. Ki Hui Kwan. Um, the, the interviews with them, the interviews with the Daniels, they just, it, everyone in that entire movie seems like such a like kind person. And that is also like a really nice thing to see. Like I know, we talked to, uh, in the last couple of weeks, we mentioned it for a minute or so about the, the death of the artist, the idea of separating, you know, art from the artist. And, and while there is sometimes where it's really great, it's also really nice when it's like somebody that you really like want to root for. And we had Brendan Fraser and we had all these people and it was just kind of like, this was the year of kindness for the Oscars. Right. It wasn't like the best actor award went to someone who smacked someone in the face earlier in the night right exactly after the after the year after the oscars <laughs> of unkindness we got the oscars of kindness i didn't think of that but yes that's true although jimmy kimmel i i like jimmy kimmel and i didn't have a problem with any of his jokes but um he's he he is a bit uh he's harsh and and obviously that's sometimes what you need and but um so 
so that was the first kind of thing that made me really want to take on kindness. And then at, at a certain point last week, I, w- I was kind of thinking about the fact, you know, I, I try to, I try to prioritize kindness as, as one of the things that I want to be one of my main attributes. And mentally, I think I, I do that, but in, in actuality, I'm not sure I do. I think that kindness takes a backseat to a lot of things. And I, I felt, I just had kind of a rough uh, week of feeling like I wasn't being particularly kind um, and I, and that I haven't been for a little bit. And so I, I was, you know, kindness a lot of times takes a backseat to humor for me. So, you know, joking with people and going maybe too far. Um, I also think that sometimes being smart or being right supersedes kindness in my, in my in my actions, but even though I want kindness to be, I would say I want it to be in my top three attributes. It, it isn't in actuality. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think there are times when it's an active choice that you have to get out of your head to think of, especially when like last month's wanting to be right or knowing you're right. Like the things people saying to me are wrong. I do not have to correct them. I don't have to correct them. Okay, right. I don't have to correct them. Sometimes it takes a little. Never mind. I'm better in real life than I am online. I'm online. I'm very fast to to not care if I hurt you. Um, yeah. In real life, like at work, I don't don't shut my coworkers down when they're insane. Yeah. And by that, I mean religious. <laughs> oh, okay. I when you say insane, I don't know if it's religious or political. So no, you don't really work <laughs> uh, with too many politically opposed people. Not, not really. Not, and, and I think, I mean, I think my my manager probably is, but mildly. Yeah. And um, and the fact that everyone else isn't me, you know, the the, per, the odd person out doesn't doesn't speak up so much, especially when you're not they're not an extremist. Right. Right. And also, and and you know, being right wing, old, being old school right wing, it does mean something different than the last five or six years. So like. If they're just like legacy right wingers, you know, you have to keep that in mind. But so, and try to be kind to them. Yeah, yeah, and I and kind. I I, sorry, I did take. I actually took notes, a little bit of notes this week. Um. So, one of the things that kind of came up, and 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 you had texted me about this note a few, you know, a few minutes before we started, but um. I wrote in in my notes, uh, kind versus nice. And it's kind of, uh, it's a common saying or, or thought that, um, the East coast is kind, but not nice. And the West coast is nice, but not kind. And the, the way that I'd always heard it was if you're broken down on the side of the road on the East coast, somebody's going to get out and help you while giving you shit about it. Right. So you can't change like, a tire. I got to change a tire for you. You don't know how to change your own tire. Get out of here. Get out of the way. Let me just do it. Yeah, exactly. Whereas the West Coast, they'll pull over and they'll be like, "Oh, that really sucks that your tires, tires broken." I hope you so get sorry that your chakras are not going to be aligned all week. I hope you can recover from this. Yeah, and then just carry on without helping you. Good luck. So, I think that sometimes we don't always. I think that like it, it ends up being something where a lot of times we do mistake them. And so like, I think that I'm pretty nice. I think I'm, I think a lot of people think I'm pretty nice, but I'm not always particularly kind. 
And so I think that, you know, like I'm, I can be really friendly and outgoingly, you know, outgoing. Um, but my in, initial instinct sometimes is not necessarily to be, to actually do the right thing or, or it isn't immediate. My immediate instinct isn't to, to do the, the kind thing. See, I think I'm, I think I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'm rude and sarcastic and cutting and not particularly nice, but like someone gets up to leave the restaurant early and I'm like, no, let me walk you to your car. In case someone tries to you know attack you outside. I, I'm walking, even I don't like you, I'm walking into your car. Like I do the yeah. kind things, but yeah. And that's, you know, you're East coast. And even though I am East coast, I'm only East coast in geography, not in any other way. Really. I like to think of myself as pretty West coast. West coast. Um, and when they say East coast, they just mean New York. They don't mean Massachusetts. <laughs> oh no, it definitely applies in Massachusetts. It absolutely applies in Massachusetts. I don't know if they're kind or nice in Massachusetts. I don't think they're nice, but they don't think they're even kind. They're definitely not nice. Kind, it, dep- it depends. <laughs> if you're not inconveniencing them and if it's not traffic related, maybe. Um, I, That's funny. I think you mentioned uh, Jimmy Kimmel's comedy, and I think Jimmy Kimmel's a good example of kind, but not nice. Like he's, you know, super kind on everything he wants the things he does for charity and the way he changes he wants for the world but his comedy is horrible and not nice you're absolutely right and that is even in in prepping for this you know all the examples that i wanted to talk about um i kind of was like oh are these examples nice or kind and it was hard to tell i think with the oscar winners that i was talking about it seems like they're all both but it's hard. It's, you know, kindness is harder to tell is harder to see, I guess, than niceness. Um, cause kindness is a little more deep and, and more it's, you know, if you're not interacting with somebody, if you're just seeing them on television, anything can seem nice, but, but kind is, it's a little more three-dimensional. Right. You can usually be, you know, I can think of a lot of politicians who are sweet and nice and then their policies are horrible, but not being kind to people at all but they can be nice and cordial because that's what politicians do. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of something that might be really nice, but not kind is, uh, it's, it's going to be, it's going to feel really Tina Turner. Nice. Are you going to talk about Tina Turner? It's going to be, no. we don't do anything nice and easy. No, I don't, I don't, I know like one Tina Turner song. That's the one, but okay. Yeah. Is it the one that I know? Uh, was which low. is big? No. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Which is big? What she got famous for in the sixties? The first big hit was was you know big wheel keep on turning proud oh, you know, proud okay. Mary and proud Mary. The yeah. introduction was we're gonna start the song nice and easy, but if you know us, you know we don't do anything nice and easy. So we're gonna yeah. finish it rough. I found a record a, a video of it. She did probably in her sixties or seventies and did the same exact intro. I'm like, really? Are you still doing the intro? Can you just sing the song? We know the gimmick now. Okay, I do know that song. I know the one I just mentioned, and then I know the one. We don't need simply the best. Hero. You know, we don't need. We know the hero from a, a Road Warrior, not Road Warrior, but Mad I, Max I, Three. I've yeah, seen Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Yeah, I've seen it when I was a kid, but I don't remember the, the song. Okay. okay, we can we can do a Tina T- Tina Turner episode uh, some other some other time. Yeah, it would be ni- ni- nice and kind today. So I think at like twelve minutes in, we are. Oh, this is the shortest we've discussed no <laughs> uh, okay i was gonna say i just feel like i 
I feel like I ran through all my points already. <laughs> you had examples you wanted to talk about. Jump back before. Let's take out everything yeah. since Tina, starting with Tina Turner. And what are examples? No, but I did talk about the examples. Jimmy Kimmel, and we're at we're at we're done. Yeah. So, so okay. Uh, I will take us deeper then. Good. Y- you feel that you are nice, but not kind. You're a father. You're raising a son. What do you think the priorities are for raising him? What do you want him to be in your ideal world? Kind, absolutely kind. Um, at at his age, so he's six, and obviously, like it's. When you're raising a kid, and it's tough because a lot of people don't see it this way, you, I am m- more concerned about the final product than the immediate. So, like, there's a lot of shit that I don't care about if, as long as he gets to the right spot, which I think, you know, him swearing, like, he swears, and people have a, like, big-time problem with it. But ultimately, when you let a kid swear and you don't taboo it, they, you know, Sarah was allowed to swear as a kid. She swears less than most adults that I know. And so there's all these little things that kind of come into play. And so I am trying to look at long term more than short term. And I think when you look at, you know, spanking is a great example. Spanking, you might get the results you want right away. Spanking, you will not get the results you want, most likely long term. And so, like, yeah, I don't want you to make a single sound but I do want you to be a happy person. But so, so with Logan, I want to balance it because I don't want him to be a little dickhead. When I know kids that were dickheads that are probably nice adults now, when I was a kid that I'm actually, I'm pretty sure are nice adults now, but they were dickheads. I don't want him to be that, but I don't want, but I, but I also, I want to make, I want to focus on the long term while trying to get, while trying to mitigate the, the short term. And so with the kindness thing, I want him to be nice right now while building him towards kindness overall, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, I think they can go hand in hand. I mean, there's not, there's not, it's not an either or for everybody, obviously. Right, right. But, but I think that because we, a lot of times, are incapable or incapable of um, identifying them in other people sometimes, it becomes hard to if you can't identify the differences, you can't necessarily model the differences. And I think I think too often people teach nice, thinking right. that's teaching kind. Right. You know, like making kids be polite, but yeah. not making them actually feel gratitude. Not telling them, "Wow, grandma gave you that toy. That's great. She loves you a lot." Just saying, "Grandma gave you a toy. You have to send her a thank you note. Go say thank you." Like you, right. like that. Go say thank you is nice. Understanding that you should feel gratitude for it is 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 building kindness, and people don't always realize that because it's a lot easier to teach nice. Just do the things. Right, that's absolutely true. Yeah, that's that's my, where my parents went wrong. They taught me to be nice and not kind. So I say please and thank you all the time for everything, and I say I'm sorry all the time for everything, and I and then I say little shitty comments and do little shitty things when I'm trying to be funny or or if I get. You know, like, oh, it this thing that doesn't matter that I know I'm right about. I need to prove to you that you're wrong and that you're stupid for being wrong. Hi, everybody. Uh, this is editing Mike real quick. And I just wanted to cut in here because I realized that while I was jokingly blaming my parents um, for what are kind of uh, real 
issues that I have with being nice versus kind. Uh, they were really strong on trying to teach the kindness. Um, I just am I, so I don't want to like sound like I'm blaming them. Yeah, it's funny. I had a a less personal version of that uh, earlier this week. I saw something on social media that was from the left, and I was like, "That's wrong." I mean, I, I, it's just wrong. But I don't want to reply to it and say that's wrong because I don't want to be on the left tearing down the left. Like if I could have pulled the person aside in the real world in our private conversation. Yeah. And it was an organization posting something. It was like a pie chart showing all different nationalities. And it was like um, equality is not a pie. Just because someone else gets a bigger slice doesn't mean you get a smaller slice. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's not true. If I'm currently uh, benefiting from other people's racism and bigotry, and then they get rid of their racism and bigotry and I don't benefit anymore, that's a smaller piece of the pie. Like the white male has a less likely chance of getting the promotion now that someone else has an equal chance they didn't have before. Right. It's correct that they should have a smaller piece of pie, Yeah. but they have one. They're not wrong when they say they're losing their advantages. Yeah, I would say- but I don't want to have say... that fight. It would, be, it would be not kind to have that fight out in the open. Right. I do- I do tend to, when it comes to being right, I tend to be maybe over, over fair with it and do like, I would, I don't know that I would be rude about it, but I would say like, we, we need, you know, cause I, I think, cause I get so into the, like, we, we need to be as good as possible about stuff that I, you know, if I see somebody on my side of an issue or whatever being wrong, I will correct it. But I, I do, and I'm also like I would say I'm fairly when I can keep a cool head. I'm fairly uh, nice in the way that I will correct somebody I completely disagree with, and the way that I, you know, somebody that like yeah, I'm on the same side as you, but you're wrong about this. I try to correct them both with a niceness that will hopefully get through. It's when when I'm not being nice. When I'm correcting somebody, it's not, it, it's never something that matters. That's the other thing. It's like, oh, you think that spaghetti should be cracked in half before being cooked. Well, that's absolutely incorrect. And then I will go find every source that I can to show you why that's like, and so who does that affect? Other than me being, being I think it's a perfectly good idea to break spaghetti in half when you're cooking it for children. They don't need big giant pieces clogged up there for, but not for adults. Okay. All right. We we don't have to go down that road. I want to I want to be kind and not nice. So my skin's my skin's on fire right now. But <laughs> well, kid can't sit there with a big fork and get a whole big thing of. Yeah, they need they need smaller pieces easier to handle. I fucking could when I was a kid. Yeah, look at you now. <laughs> The obesity thing, or the <laughs> the giant mouth, or what? Take your pick. <laughs> so that, like the fact that your veins are bulging in your head right now because I said spaghetti can be broken in half. <laughs> Look what it did to your your psyche. Yeah, that's true. That's what happens when you have spaghetti that just you know the size of the box, and that becomes important. Well, you need enough to twirl. Wait, not if you're a little kid. A little kid can't twirl. That's what I'm saying. Uh, a little Italian kid can. Yeah, but my kids were smart, not Italian. All right. <laughs> <laughs> my kids didn't use forks. They were Indian. 
So the real danger when you're funny and you're funny is that not on this podcast or not. We yeah, can well, only have no, one not, funny guy. We not relatively. Funny guy and the dumbass. That's what we have on this <laughs> podcast. Yeah, but the like the dangerous thing of of degrading comedy or taking someone down in an especially in a professional atmosphere, but anyway, is that if you're if you if you hit one zinger that's too good and it sticks on that person and they're fine with it today, when you have a zinger that just really sticks, like you know, you call someone the whip because you make a joke about them doing BDSM or something one day, and then their name becomes the whip. And like, they don't really want to be called the whip every day. It was funny the one day you said it because they said something about safe words and like, oh, you know what a safe word is? You must be into BDSM. And, uh, you know, while yeah. diverting from the fact that you clearly knew as well. So my freshman year of high school, I this, this was my, I, I was really into comedy, but this is when I first started kind of being funny and you know i had i had been bullied for two years seventh and eighth grade i've been bullied going into freshman year i'm like i'm gonna be the funny guy and i'm gonna like nobody bullies the funny guy um and and i'm just and i focused and i doubled down on it a lot of that was self self self-deprecating humor but then every once in a while i just got better and better at being quick with stuff and i had this teacher she was a first year teacher so she's probably like seven or eight years older maybe eight years older than me in real life uh on tv was a bigger difference yeah and uh so she's probably you know she's probably eight nine years older at me than me i don't know she's married she's literally like a year or two out of college she's teaching and we're in it's english class and she's teaching us about something i forget if it was like I don't know if we were, it was a, maybe it was something about slavery. Like we read some slavery, um, novels. You didn't go to school in Florida. (laughs) Well, I'm too old. I, uh, to, you know, I, I'm old enough that history wasn't controversial in the same way that it is now. But, um, so anyway, so she was telling us and they were like, Oh, somebody in the class said something about surprising that. And I said, well, she loves whips and chains <laughs> and and i have it was i have never gotten a detention so intensely or so quickly in my life and and i wasn't a kid that got detention particularly often ironically that disciplined you for saying that yeah <laughs> she was not attractive even though she was young we did have a my senior year we had a teacher who was first year out of college literally like 4 years older than me and she and I can't, I don't know if she's hot because I can't picture her in my head. I don't know if she's, if she was hot or she just was around our age and we, the, and the like concept of that was hot. But uh, yeah, there was a teacher my senior year and I was 18, almost 19 by the time I graduated high school. So like the juniors in my class, in my science class would be like, oh, you know, can we, can we go on a date? And she's like, I'm, I'm your teacher. And I'm like, I'm an adult. I'm legally an adult. And she was like, I'm not going on a date with you. And I was like, okay. So I was an education major for a while. I ended up switching to writing and editing because I realized I didn't want to be a teacher. But um, I took a teaching, an education class called Education and Society. And we had a a round robin. It was a summer class. There was only like 10 of us in the class. And we had a round robin discussion on on ethics things. And one of the questions we had was, um, a student, you're a young teacher, your first year teaching, there's a senior, so you're only four or five years, you know, different in age. 
of the gender that you find attractive and they are very attractive to you and they hit on you what do you do and they go they go and, and he turns to me and my buddy ed he turns to me and my buddy ed and goes you guys are last because he knows <laughs> i can tell just by the look on your face yeah, yeah. and so he goes around the room and people are saying like i would explain that it's not appropriate to most like i would tell the you know, go to the principal first thing and talk to them, you know, before doing anything, you know, different, you know, things people do to protect themselves. And we'll see why it gets my buddy, Ed, who uh, played uh, his starting defensive line for NC State Wolfpack back when they were a really good football team in the 80s. And he goes, um, I'm not going to lie to you. I do her. <laughs> he goes, sure, I'm going to get fired. But if she's attractive, what am I going to do? <laughs> it's so funny. Do her. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone laughs. And the teacher laughs. He goes, fine, fine, fine. And he goes, Matthew, and I'm like, first of all, I disagree with Ed. Ed, that that's shameful. I said, I I agree with what you said here. You in the presence of a counselor or a principal, whatever your school's policy is, you should know your school's policy on this. There must be one. Have a conversation how it's inappropriate, and, it, and there's the power dynamic makes the fact that your ages are similar means nothing. But the day they graduate, <laughs> I say so my problem with that would have been I am not a I was never attracted to women younger than me even like in college like a junior senior year i'd look at freshmen and go she's going to be cute one day like i couldn't even you know i just something about anyone like more i never had a girlfriend that was more than six months younger than me and i'd never like been into a girl that was more than a year younger than me i'd be like i just always felt like they they look too young even when it was just a year it, yeah nowadays i don't have that one but like sarah's four years younger than me yeah, I mean, like, I, yeah, I don't, th- I don't think I'd be as close as one year anymore. Like, but still, like, you know, when I work with people who are recent MBAs and they're 25, 26 years old, they look like children to me. They don't look like, right. oh, she's a hot 25 year old. She's a child. I have to learn to, I have to remember to respect her because she has an MBA and she's professional, even though she looks like a child to me. We need to save a lot of this conversation for when we finally do our age of consent. Our age of consent. Uh, episode because i think that's this is the big stuff is yeah we've already kind of had an age of consent episode which i'm not thrilled about but like officially an age of consent uh <laughs> i watched i watched an episode or not an episode i watched a clip from uh uh jeopardy and it was an old one because alex trebek was on it and it was uh he could still be it, on it just not very animated this age or uh, this age uh 14 for boys and 12 for girls uh, that signals the the beginning of maturity is called w- what or whatever, and the guy buzzes in and goes, "What is the age of <laughs> For consent?" And he's like, "No, it's puberty, you psycho." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you so can be fun. married at twelve in North Carolina. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, if you're a girl, I don't think you can if you're a boy. Well, no father would make his son get married at twelve. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I did, I was taking notes, but I wasn't texting when when you were talking, and I was looking at my phone. I was taking notes yeah. of thoughts that came into my head. Yeah, I I, 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 got, I I had typed Jimmy Kimmel kind but not nice earlier, so I'd remember to bring it up. Gotcha. gotcha. You first mentioned him. So, one of the things that I wanted to talk about that that um, it, 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 as atheists, we we probably. Both You're a wrong. what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's shocking even to other atheists. They're like, we don't want you on our team. <laughs> we don't like dumbasses. Um, 
it's it's something that I think comes up quite a bit is is this group concept of atheism and 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 so I mean that in two different ways. First, I want to say like there is the religion. It's more so love, I guess, that is used that they use this term with, but uh, or this phrase, this concept with. But sometimes I think kindness doubles, and that is you know when you the you know you've heard religious people say stuff like uh, uh, real love is an accept is not accepting that you're trans or whatever, and there's like this backwards style of love. But they've I've heard it with kindness as well. And it's like true kindness wouldn't be giving into your delusions, and I, and I, I, it's trans right now is just the issue for everything. Yeah, but, but it tough applies love, to a tough, it, tough, tough love being used as a uh, right excuse right. And, for being a horrible person. And, and tough love is a even a kinder term than it deserves. Yeah, yeah. I would argue, but like yes, yeah. Um, and so I think there's some of that where it's like we have, you know, I, I, you and I, I think agree mostly on what ca- kindness is. And I think we would consider the average person does too. But then every once in a while you talk to somebody and they're like, oh, no, no, it's not kind to indulge their fantasy about that. Or it's not, you know, and the true kind thing would be to tell them that they're never going to be a famous actor because that because that only happens to one percent of one percent or to to pick a non-political topic for once. But um, this idea of. You know what I'm saying? Like this idea of of we could just call kindness whatever we want to call kindness, and same thing with love. It 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 kind of doubles. It, it tends to be more religious. It's not exclusively religious, exclusively religious, but you know what I'm saying. No, but I I mean I wouldn't even put that. I, I think you can find a lot of religious examples, but but I think that that the um, shitlord atheists. You know, the edgelord and shitlord atheists who are like, well, you know, facts don't care about your feelings and they're not kind to people. And they're just saying their personal opinion and they act like their opinion is is correct and is law on millions of topics. And it's their excuse for being sociopaths is saying, you know, I'm just being realistic. I'm just doing the facts. Usually they're not. That's true. Um. The the when I said there was two things as far as the, the religious side of things. I think that, and and I'm sure you've dealt with it, and and I have not ex- dealt with it myself, but I've seen it in others. I've seen, you know, we talked about it on your first episode uh, that S- Sarah didn't assume that atheists <laughs> could be good people, and good people and kindness to me kind of kind of go hand in hand, even if they're not exactly the same thing. There's so much overlap, so like. You and Madhavi are very kind and good people. You're not nice, but you're. She is. She's nice also. You're just kind, but um, <laughs> I can from, be nice sometimes. Yeah, I've never seen it, but it can happen. Well, I mean, I, people have to deserve it. Yeah, I am well, nice least... to your son. God damn it! I made That's him true. a big ziti bolognese. That's true. I spent hours making a video because he said he wanted more videos. Yeah. Um. But I think like we have this idea in our heads that like that kindness comes from certain groups. And, and but what's, certain... what I think is funny is we have to once you realize that's not true, you have to say, well, who's the one saying it's true? And is that a sign of them not being very kind if they've started the rumor that it's not true? Yeah. Like say religious groups saying non-religious people can't be good people. 
and you find out that's wrong and they intentionally said that and it's wrong makes you wonder who the not good people are in this case yeah yeah but i but i think as is the case with anything there's there are good people who fall for bad ideas yeah it's who started it who's right. the person at the top saying it who knows they're wrong yeah because everyone else is a victim like when you're a member of an organization that that's lying to you you're a victim of the organization yeah even if you, yeah you can be both a victim and a perpetrator i honestly don't have much else uh i thought I what was had... what was it what were your what were your three things in your notes because you, you had that was, we talked about the concept oh. of the concept of kindness and that that note yeah. was you know this, this idea that like we can just call whatever we want kindness i will say there's there's two kinds of unkind people, I think. There's those who think they're being kind, but and but and that's always like got some weird motivation. The ones that think they're being kind but aren't being kind. And then there is, and maybe this only exists within capitalism. There is like the I'm not kind, and I don't claim to be kind. I don't want to be kind. Kindness is for suckers, and like I'm not kind. I make money. Like I don't know. It's like the uber capitalist. I've known people who do that conditionally. So I, I worked with a guy who was an asshole and he was an unapologetic asshole and he was not kind to anyone. He was not particularly nice to anyone, Right. but he and his wife fostered children for years. You know, Weird. like, I mean, like, like repeated. So like outside of work, the checks. he was really kind. No, he made a lot of money outside of work. He was super kind. He just like, I'm not at work. I'm doing work. I'm only here to work. I'm not here to make friends. Yeah. I'm not here to get along with people. I'm here to spend, you know, eight hours, nose to the grindstone working and i want you to do the same thing don't waste my time with niceties outside of work he sees you i ran into him at briggs once the, the breakfast place and he lit up and he's like oh matthew i wanted to meet my wife and it was like why is he smiling does he have like a neurological problem i've never seen his teeth before you know except once when he growled you know and it, and it was like yeah. different person outside of work in work all about business and i think if you asked him he'd say oh yeah people are so annoying at work when they just don't work they want to chit chat they want to say how was your weekend i got stuff to do like i bet he would reverse that it's who's in, inappropriate in the workplace i um i would i wish we had i wish i had thought my dad would never come on this podcast um he would not comes on it, mine yeah i know uh, so tell him, tell him it's my podcast. My friend Matthew wants you on his podcast. He, both of us together. He wouldn't like you, so that's why he he goes on your podcast. He doesn't because he won't go on the podcast to somebody he likes. Um, yeah, yeah. But boomers I, like that. He, you're you're no, you're are you Gen X or a boomer? I'm Gen X, baby. You're like a year off though, right? My 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 my, my brother is like like 1963, so he's like right at the end of boomer. I'm oh, okay. 67, so I'm a, I'm a, a couple of years into Gen X. Gen nice. X, you know, depending where, where they put the cutoff line, but usually it's 64, 65 starts Gen X. Yeah, yeah. So um... I remember when the term Gen X first was first coined. A friend of mine I did comedy with, she came over to me and she's like, she had bought this book and it was called like Gen X, and it was, and she's like, look at the back cover and it says like, if you are a producer at a cable TV, cable you know, access TV show, and that was her job. She was like, it's me. Look, it's me. Yeah. Friend of mine whose first kiss was from David Naughton, the American werewolf in London, I'm a pepper, you're a pepper guy, kissed her on the cheek at a book signing. Or, nice. or not book signing, but a signing his autograph, you know, autograph picture. She kissed, she was like 12 or 13 and he kissed her on the cheek. So she always yeah. said, my first kiss, American werewolf in London. <laughs> yeah. She's a pepper. Um, 
my yeah so what i was gonna say is i would it would my dad would be interesting to have on on this topic because my dad is i would say my dad might be one of the kindest people but he is he was not a particularly nice person (laughs) and i think uh but he would like constantly want to like do the right thing and like you know do stuff for people but like the second you like fucked up he was just like he would just be like get out of my you know he'd just yell at you and it was not not for me but for like a lot of people that I saw when I was growing up, like he would just, he was just not, you know what I'm saying? Like he was always a very kind person, but, and not in the same way that most mass holes are. He, he, like, <laughs> my dad's an interesting case and I do want to talk about him more on an episode um, because he, he is the most, he, we can have a dad wars episode. Just yeah. Talk about our dad. It's not wars. That's not, you know, but you know, yeah. But he he was the most like steadfast in his morals kind of person, and like so there's a lot of interesting stuff there. My father is steadfast in his immorals, so that's perfect. Nice. Yeah. So my father said to me the other day he came he's, he's, he was scanning old pictures and old slides. You know, he got like a, a, a photo scanner, and um, he was doing old slides, and he came across a thing of slides from college when he was at Brooklyn College in the 50s, and he goes, found slides of my my, my first girlfriend in college. I was like, really? He goes, yeah. I, mean, I totally forgot I had taken like a whole set of nudes. It's like, really? And I'm like, Were they really? Okay. Like, or was he just... Yeah, that's what he's, no, he, he is, you know, was an amateur photographer, like, you know, um, camera clubs, won tons of awards for photography, so he's a really good, he was a really good photographer, so he was not messing with me. You know, he, he oh, yeah. took nudes. But then what my brothers were here, my brother goes, so uh, dad was telling me about like this, he found these pictures of his ex-girlfriend. I'm like, yeah, I, didn't, I did not want to see them. I don't want to see pictures of his ex-girlfriend. He goes, no, no, me either. But the fact that she's black freaked me out. I was like, what? It's like, it's my dad's first girlfriend in college was black. I'm like, how progressive is my dad? It's a yeah. Jewish kid in Brooklyn in the 50s, his girlfriend. And he didn't mention it. Like, it's only, he didn't even mention to me when he was talking about they took nudes of her. Like, that didn't even think, he didn't even think to mention it. It's just like, just yeah, it just was. Hi, everybody. I just wanted to cut in here really quickly because there was a bunch of personal stuff that um, I didn't really feel comfortable leaving in. Just got a little too uh, family related and I just didn't want to talk about that. However, um, I had to leave a note in here because otherwise the the bit that I'm leaving in seems really out of context. All you really need to know is that we were talking about family stuff and Matthew mentioned my sister by name. And then um, this is kind of picking up where I go, oh, how do you know my sister's name? I'm surprised you know my sister's name. That's awesome. I read your science fiction story about time travel. Oh yeah, yeah. I need to. It's been you know four or five years, and I haven't gotten another chapter. But uh, you know, I need to because I... I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I was reading it, reading it, and it just stopped. Yeah, I know. I need but to... I enjoyed it. I remember her name. From... I remember that's how well I remember it. Nice. Yeah, I need to do. I need to do more with that, but we'll see. I haven't. Fa- I genuinely just came to it like, oh, I don't know where to go from here. I want to wrap up, not because I, I if I didn't have dinner cooking and downstairs. I, say, I haven't and, eaten lunch. I haven't eaten dinner yet either. So we should wrap up. So we yeah, it would be the kind up. thing to do to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, we should wrap. All right. So you got anything you want to talk? You want to say as a last note, or a, we should come up with like a conclusion segment that's a little more official. Mm-hmm. But you got anything? Well, I, I for one, Michael Cole promise you 
but I will attempt to be kinder to you. But I'm not going to be nice to you. <laughs> I don't think you could be kinder and not. And I, I, I think you are plenty kind to me. Uh, you doing this pod, podcast? I hired your ass. Uh, you hired me. You've <laughs> you've helped me become a semi-viral sensation about pineapple pizza. Um, <laughs> I am amazed at how many times you and I have shared that, and the fact that it only has like seven hundred views. Like I. I think it holds up. Like I get it. There's certain like pieces that don't work, special effects wise and stuff. But some... I think it's just that the topic is such a common topic. There's infinite yeah. competition. That's true. Unlike because it takes me ten minutes to find it every time I want to share it. That's true. <laughs> Unlike our Transformers thing, which I think was unique. And it's perfect. Brilliant. And I will say, if you haven't. If you haven't found, uh, if you haven't heard about our Transformers video yet, you should go on YouTube. I don't actually remember the name of it. I'm going to see if I can find it. While Transforming the Faith. But you Transform- also changed the name of your channel, so it makes it hard to find. I changed the name of my channel because I was trying to like make make that a, a company. But so if you go to, um, if you look up Transforming the Faith, you'll see either lo- uh, you'll see either me or Matthew in the the thumbnail thumbnail and. Basically, the idea is is that like Christian, like Protestants, like to talk about how they're regular Christians versus Catholics being like a weird Christian, and so the idea is that Bumblebee is the Bumblebee movie is not regular Transformers because it's a spinoff, but even if it's a better movie than Transformers, it's not a regular. It's not the regular Transformers. So yeah, I just. You know, I think that it is great to find that and then click through to the channel and find the blooper reel that the following week, Michael revealed a bunch of bloopers because we did not write a script for that. Michael had that concept and it was a brilliant concept and we talked about it at work and then we just improvised around that concept and he strung together a conversation from our improvisations. So the, um, the bloopers are as funny as the actual movie once you've seen the film, especially because you realize that like we took turns saying the same lines, like lines that I said one time, you said the next time. So it just got to just was however it worked out to make a good story is the way it ended up being. It's a, yeah. it's a masterclass in editing. <laughs> I think, I think it's probably the best video we made. I really like the pineapple one. I think some of the jokes are stronger in the pineapple one, but the video overall is the best video overall that we made was the transform in the faith. Yeah, but. I actually also enjoyed not a video, but the stop motion um, Superman versus Batman we did for you. That was you that was cool, Joseph but I think was like fun. that was good. All right, with that we have one hour and forty seven minutes recorded, which means <laughs> oh, sorry, one hour and twenty minute episode, seconds, which means we have at least a twenty five minute episode. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, I will say as a last thought. Um, I last, you know, I, I try to set goals for myself. I try to be pretty mindful and, and present and do certain things. So last year I I was focused a lot on, on getting better physically at the end of the year, I started uh, being very active in trying to get rid of the negative talk in my own head for my mental health. And right now my current thing that I'm trying to do is be a, kinder person and be more mindful of that it is tough when 
you're funny and people don't seem to care, but I also like really want to make sure that I'm being, if, even if I'm being funny, I need to make sure that I'm not crossing the line and I need to make sure that I'm checking in with people. I am pretty good about that, but I need to also make sure that I'm not getting there in the first place, like crossing that line in the first place. So that's my last, my final thought. The, the thing that made me want to talk about this. I just want to be kinder to you. I just want to cup your balls a little more gently. Yeah. In a metaphoric sense. Yeah. Metaphysical. Metaphysical ball cupping. That might be the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we, we our our uh, our thing that we're pitching uh, this week is transforming the faith on YouTube. Fine. Yes. Transform the fifth. I will link to it in the sh- in the show notes. I think it's 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 my f- probably my proudest thing that I've done. My family says that the the <laughs> last <laughs> my family says that the last moments of it is the best acting I've ever done. The very last moments of the scene is the best acting I've ever. When done. you look all sad and dejected, don't ruin it for people. Eh. If they've made it to this point, yeah. In, in Actually, just me walking away. That's my walk. Yeah. Yeah. They said makes them sad. They 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 are dejected from watching me walk away. Every time I see it, I think of the Incredible Hulk uh, TV show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I need my little duffel bag. <laughs> All right, I will t- talk to you next week. Oh, actually, let's just we'll stop recording and then I will talk for a second. No, All right, until next week. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>